the idea that you can be fat and fit or obese and healthy. This is a load of absolute rubbish. Hello and welcome to A Doctor's View, a podcast looking at everyday health topics and life through a doctor's eyes. Please note that all opinions are my own and should not replace the advice given to you by your own doctor. I'm Dr. Bolivios. Let's begin. Hello everyone and today we're going to be discussing a topic that's been coming up in the news quite a lot and is something that we notice a lot in hospitals and the main reason why uh, I decided to talk about this is because something quite interesting came up onto my YouTube recommendations uh, the other week and as I was flipping through it came up with a video on fat acceptance and this whole fat acceptance movement So I clicked on it and it's actually quite astonishing. How this can be a thing is beyond me. Now, before I go on, I just want to say this is not a a fat shaming um, scenario. This is not anything to do with um, not accepting people for who they are. What this is about is what I think is quite a dangerous message that is being portrayed in these videos and also in this uh, whole movement and that is the idea that you can be fat and fit or obese and healthy. This is a load of absolute rubbish. This is not possible. I'm sorry. It's just beyond me how this can be a thing. So what this whole thing stems from is some studies in the past, uh, I think the first one was in 2003, which tried to look at the idea that you could be metabolically healthy. Um, and they used certain parameters to justify this. So if you had normal blood pressure, normal um, lipid levels, normal blood sugar levels, th- things like that. But you could still be overweight. And if you were metabolically healthy, and I use the term loosely, and overweight, they found that you you were in a better way than if you were not metabolically healthy. And you had similar levels of uh, risk of heart disease than someone who was not obese. Now, whilst the study did essentially find that uh, metabolic health is a predictor of overall health uh, and fitness in obese people, it's not saying that being obese is healthy. You know, and since then, there's actually been a lot of lot of studies, and a, um, a massive one in 2018. I had a, nearly 300,000 people in it, and that one with such a large study sample, and they followed them up. I think over a period of uh, five years, and it found very conclusively that as your BMI increases, so does your risk of heart disease, and it was pretty definitive on that and it even found even a BMI over 22 um, your your heart disease risks started to started to increase and they also looked at things like uh, waist circumference and body fat percentage and found that uh, again uh, the same results showed so why do we still have this um this obesity movement uh, for fat acceptance. It must be understood that in no way, shape or form uh, 
Is anyone attacking someone for being overweight in this context? It's not about that. Like I said before, it's not about the fat shaming or anything like that. It's not encouraging you not to like your bodies or to be insecure or things like that. I understand that is an issue. Uh, But this is actually about a bigger picture. This is actually about health. And to be promoting this message that you can be um, obese and healthy, this is incredibly dangerous. Not only is it encouraging others to, you know, you can be big and beautiful and be proud of it. Yes, but what, what are the implications of this? It's also discouraging others who may be overweight from trying to lose this weight. It's unacceptable. The World Health Organization, the WHO, defines health very categorically. It is the complete state of physical, mental and social well-being, not merely absence of disease. So the first part of that is actually quite crucial. You cannot be in a state of um, physical, mental and social well-being if you are overweight, you are addicted to food, or you are you are abusing your bodies in a certain way. The amount of research uh, uh, regarding obesity and its risk factors are absolutely um, irrefutable. We know that obesity increases risk of heart disease. We know that obesity increases risk of strokes. We know that increased risk of cancers, diabetes, all these things... And many, many more, by the way. You Even things that you may not consider to be serious. Increased risk of arthritis because of extra joint, uh, extra weight on your joints. Increased risk of sleep apnea due to the increase in weight around your neck and, and that goes up with neck circumference. Increased risk of, of, of heart failure because your heart is having to work harder in order to push blood around a larger body. These are all uh, things that do not go with health. I'm sorry. You know, um, on on one of these uh, YouTube videos, which was actually quite astonishing, it was, um, it was a, a large lady um, who went on stage um, to, talk to, to talk to an audience. And this, this woman was going on a, a rant, absolute rant about how her doctor always mentions her weight when she goes into the um, when she goes into the surgery uh, everything seems to be revolving around her weight in terms of are you aware you should lose weight um, measuring her on the scale weighing her on the scale rather uh, all, uh, and, and she says that every time she goes in she cannot leave that surgery regardless of what she's gone in for without her weight being mentioned now of course your weight's being mentioned every time you go to the doctor's surgery this woman was morbidly obese um, it's you're going to a doctor's surgery. The doctor wants to help you become healthier. It's not an attack on you. It is simply advice to try and help you to get better health and to live longer. Why do you take that as 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 hate speech? It's the same way that if you were anorexic and you came into the doctor's surgery and you were underweight, the doctor would always still focus on your weight. It's very simple. If someone comes into a surgery or if I see someone in the hospital and they tell me about their smoking habits and that they're a very heavy smoker or even if they're not and just a light smoker, is still offer them smoking cessation advice. Why? Because we know it impacts health significantly. Why would you not do this to your patients? 
or for them. It, it doesn't make any sense. This is not an attack, a personal attack. What this is, is a modern day society that is actually becoming scared of um, of being socially unacceptable in terms of what they say. And it's 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 almost like denial for being in a state. And it's easier to make everyone else believe that uh, you're being attacked rather than to acknowledge the fact that it could be a problem and something that needs to be addressed because that's too difficult. We've um, I saw quite recently you know, they started putting plus size models on on cover of magazines to uh, you know uh, to show that they are being culturally diverse and socially diverse and um, and that a plus size body can be beautiful. No one's saying don't love your body, but putting plus size models on covers of very highbrow magazines, this is not portraying a good message. And neither is putting someone who is underweight on the front cover of a magazine. What would portray a good message is if you put someone with a normal BMI or a normal uh, body mass index, rather, on the front cover of your magazine. Why do you have to go to extremes just to show that you are socially with it, socially acceptable, and that you are not prejudiced in any way? This is not about being prejudiced. Absolutely not about being prejudiced. This is about the state of our current society with regards to their health and with regards to their eating habits. This is very simple. We know that obesity causes health problems. It puts you at greater risk of a multitude of diseases and comorbidities. This is irrefutable evidence. And putting someone like this on the front cover just to um, show your political correctness... This is irresponsible. It is wrong. In the same way that if you put someone who is... Uh, look, Say if you put uh, James Dean or someone like that smoking on the front cover of your magazine. You know, yes, okay, you, you're portraying that smoking's cool in some way or whatever. But they're not showing the outcome of it. And we wouldn't accept that now. You know, it's, it is it is like putting someone who's smoking on the front cover of a magazine being cool because whilst their lungs might be black, they don't have cancer yet. Or putting someone who is an alcoholic on the front cover of a magazine, it might be look like fun because they haven't got liver cirrhosis or liver failure yet. Just because you've got a snapshot of time, and I think this is the thing that... Um, people need to understand with this fit and healthy, um, uh, fat and healthy situation. Yes, you might be healthy, and I really do use the term extremely loosely there because I do not think that this is possible. But if you want to call it that, uh, this fat and fit thing, it's a snapshot in time. You don't have diabetes yet. You don't have heart disease yet. You know, and calling this state beautiful... Uh, well, just because you might not be bed bound and six hundred and um, six hundred pounds yet, just because you're showing someone get to that point doesn't make it beautiful. They will get to that point if things don't change. This is not right. And then you have another group of people who um, see quite often in the hospital, telling me that their um, their obesity is due to hormones and it's all hormonal problems well unless you have uh, this diagnosed i'm not going to accept it um there are a few 
things that can help increase um, uh, increase your your risk of gaining weight. Some people do gain weight more easily because of various things. Be them have a low thyroid, for example, being one of them, an underactive thyroid. Now, usually this is picked up and can be treated. Um, but what you're telling me doesn't really correlate to what I'm seeing because if I delve into someone's eating habits it's well you're consuming 6,000 calories a day you need a third of that so why why do you think it's hormonal and then you're being quite into I'm looking into weight loss surgery it's like well if it's hormonal weight loss surgery is not going to help you the weight loss surgery stops you from eating as much so if you can do that with surgery, then uh, it's not hormonal. This is it's a very simple thing. You know, um, you know, weight gain is actually a relatively simple process in terms of um, being able to describe it in science. And that is this. We all uh, consume calories. Calorie is a measure of energy. Um we all consume calories in order to survive, in order to um, exist. We need energy to exist. Now, if you consume more energy in the form of food that you burn off, you will gain weight. To deny this is to actually deny the first law of thermodynamics. It's not possible. Now, I'm not saying that some people don't gain weight more, faster than others or more easily than others. I'm not saying people, other people have higher metabolisms than others. But the basic principle is the same in that if you eat more in, and, and provide yourself with more energy, then you are going to burn off. Then you will gain weight. It's not a, a secret why athletes need more uh, calories. They have higher uh, calorie diet than um than say normal uh human beings because they burn off huge amounts of weight people that cross the north pole need to consume several thousand more calories per day than if you were going to the shops in london for example because they consume more energy if people going to the shops in london was consume the same number of calories as the people crossing the north pole per day they would gain weight quite quickly very quickly in fact So this is the basic principle of weight gain. And this is actually just, it's more of a plea to um, people watching these videos or in in support of these videos or in support of this, um, you know, uh, healthier any size movement. And just to say, it's not, you cannot be healthy at any size. By default, you cannot be, you know, I see on a daily basis the uh, problems um, that obesity causes and the increased risks in in surgery that it causes, the increased risk in anaesthetics that it causes and the problems that it causes um, just in in hospital life, even small things like just even trying to take blood or uh, whilst I appreciate that's not something that is a measure of health, it's it's a small thing that is the tip of an iceberg in terms of the complications and problems that you notice on a day-to-day life in in a hospital um and this is a a problem that's been getting worse um which also goes against the whole hormonal thing because 
if it was all hormonal and, and all these other factors and it wasn't your fault um, or it wasn't due to what you're putting in your body, then we'd always have had this problem. Not that long ago, not that many years ago, if you were over 100 kilos and you needed an operation, you had to be anesthetized by what is known as a, a bariatric anesthetist. Someone, an anesthetist that specializes in anesthetizing bariatric patients. And you'd be in a minority of people that needed um, to be, be anesthetized by someone like this. Nowadays, I don't think there is a day that goes by where I, I don't have a 100 kilo plus uh, patient. Not one day. It's it, to the extent that we're now trained right from the start how to anesthetize um, someone of a heavier size. You don't have a bariatric anesthetist per se unless you have a very specialist operation like a, a weight loss surgery operation where there's different techniques. But for everyday theater, for everyday lists, you will get a standard anesthetist because they are trained now and can cope with uh, all the physiological strains that occur onto your body due to an anesthetic and being of a high um, high body weight, high body mass. It's, it's actually quite scary. You know, equally, we do need to appreciate that um, this overeating um, phenomenon that we're, we're experiencing in, in modern day society... Yeah, this is a very difficult thing to um, to overcome. It, it's um, both for the for the patients and the, the people that it's affecting directly. Uh, this is become an addiction, and like every addiction, it's extremely difficult. Um, we all, we all have our own things that we we think. Oh, if I gave that up, you know, life wouldn't be very good, and um i wouldn't enjoy life as much it it may be something as simple as your morning coffee you know it we we all have our our own vices as it were some are healthier than others um and i think we sometimes don't appreciate how difficult it can be to give up something i think uh, there was a very telling um photo that i remember from from medical school in a textbook and it, it i still remember this to this day it was in the first ever textbook i bought um it was uh, one of these massive key textbooks and it was right at the beginning and it was talking about uh, patient histories and things like that and it had a photo of uh, an amputee and this this patient had no arms whatsoever and he had uh, lost his arms as a result of having them amputated because of peripheral vascular disease and he developed this because of smoking. And in this photo, it showed this uh, this patient, and on his uh, arm uh, that was remaining just above his elbow was a, a device that was fashioned from a, a, a coat hanger, and it wrapped around his arm, and it hooked round, and on the on a little hook round the end was a cigarette so that he could smoke using what was left of his arm. And it just goes to show, and I, I remember being, you know, slightly shocked by this point. You'd have thought, well, if, if, if you've got to this point um, and you know that you're causing this amount of damage and you're um, to the point where you're losing your arms, um, surely that would be enough of a thing to, to cause you to give up something so dangerous. Um but not it it's um it was quite a scary photo 
and we notice this on every day, be it, be it a drug addict, be it uh, with alcohol, and now more so with food. But unfortunately, instead of um, instead of promoting healthy healthy things, healthy BMIs, healthy people on the front cover of these these magazines or on, on TV, we're now promoting this big is beautiful thing. Now, no one is saying don't love your body. No one is saying don't have self-confidence. These are all positive things. But to promote this message, which, which actively, in my opinion, discourages people from losing weight or um, almost encourages this, this weight gain phenomenon that we're seeing on a daily basis now and, and is slowly getting worse, I think this is irresponsible absolutely irresponsible um you know and this whole you can be fattened healthy or obese and healthy or overweight and healthy to uh, trying to find a politically correct term here it's just nonsense absolute nonsense you don't see the things that um people don't tell you or don't want to admit you know um the chances are if you are you know, in the obese in the obese category, I guarantee there'll be an element of sleep apnea. Guarantee there'll be an element of shortness of breath when you go up a few stairs. Yeah, you you might be able to walk to the shops, but if you think you, that you're fitter than someone of a normal BMI without any training, etc., I'm sorry, this is just a fallacy. It's it's just complete nonsense. Now, I'm not talking about the exceptions. You know, we all know the 90-year-old that's been smoking uh, 80 a day for the last uh, God knows how long. You know, th- these are these are exceptions. And even then, I think you'd struggle to find these exceptions um, amongst the the overweight, obese category. You know, I was uh, I was thinking the other day. If if you went to join a, a gym and and found a personal trainer, would you instill much confidence if they had if they were overweight, um, morbidly obese, and they were trying to convince you that they are obese and healthy? I really very much doubt it. And like I say, this is not about shaming people that are overweight. This is about trying to portray a message that is showing that that, that you cannot be obese and healthy until i see an overweight person win the 100 meter sprint in the olympics i will not change my mind on this and like i say this is not about uh, hating on obese people this is not about hating on overweight people this is simply about wanting to stop this awful message uh, of this fat acceptance movement that seems to be going quite well on social media and on YouTube and on all these platforms um, about the the idea that there's this constant attack on these people. It's not about being attacked. This is about trying to portray a, a message of health and a message of promoting becoming healthier. If you are overweight, please do something about it. Um, no one is saying don't have any self-confidence. No one is saying don't love your body. No one is saying that you should be bullied, teased or ridiculed. This is wrong, this is cruel and this is unfair. What someone is saying and what my opinion is on this is that do not be in denial. 
Do not. It will pay you dividends in the long run. If you can get yourself down to a normal weight, lose a few a few kilos, lose a couple of stone, all these things, you will find such a big impact on your life. Be it just from just from joint pain, just from uh, shortness of breath, you'll find you have more energy just from eating the right food and increasing your daily activity. Even if it's a short walk, there's a fantastic app. Um, it's a, it's an NHS ad app, and um, I think it's it's in a podcast as well. It's called Couch to Five K, and this is a fantastic tool. And I really believe that anyone can actually achieve it. Uh, it it does it in such a way. It's so motivational. It's really really good, and I thoroughly recommend it. And you'll find that once you cross that point. If you can do that 5K, you will push yourself more. It's natural. We're all human. We want to do it. And the hardest bit is getting started. And finally, for all those who do want to lose weight and who are concerned about their health, please don't give up. There is so many tools out there and I know it's a uphill struggle and I know it seems very difficult and daunting please see someone about it. Please go and speak to a health professional about it if you're concerned or if you want to get your health assessed. And like I say, don't give up. It will benefit you in the long term. As always, please look after yourselves and I look forward to joining you next time. I'm Dr. Bolivios. Goodbye. Goodbye.